Hey Praise family and everybody that's joining online, we're so glad to have you here. We just want to say Happy Easter and we wish we could be together, but um, today we're going to just go over a few things really quick, some announcements, um, just some reminders, and then we'll get into some worship and then we'll hear from Pastor Jeff. So I just wanted to remind everybody that um, we're hopeful that you're, you're hearing from um, somebody from the church or from the leadership that is contacting you and just staying in touch and if you haven't heard from somebody yet please let us know if you want to be on that list um, just to just to have somebody to check in with and to stay connected to let us know if you have any prayer requests and needs and we'll try to do our best to kind of fill in where we can um, the, the phone number is going to be listed and I wanted to just kind of touch base on a couple places that you can stay connected as well. Um, so our, our website is always up and going and it has lots of great connection spots for you. So like you can you can listen to sermons from years past all um, on our audio versions of that. And we also have all the YouTube versions that we've been doing since the restrictions have been put in place. Those are on the website um, and lots of links to different things. You can also give online there. Um, there's there's just some really good resources to find out more about us if this is your first time visiting Praise and it's just online. So um, that's one place you can go. We also have a Facebook page that we try to stay updated on there and post all of our videos on there as well as just um, little things that we're seeing in the um, surrounding community or just great stuff to jump on. Hopefully a lot of people got to take advantage of the global communion that happened on uh, Wednesday during Passover. So that's kind of some stuff that we have going there. So we want you guys to stay connected and try to plug in in those ways. If you're still hoping to give and you don't like the online version, um, maybe don't feel secure with that or don't have a way to do that, that's fine. Um, you can always mail in a, a check or um, you can drop that off here at the church. We have a secure mail slot that you can just drop it in and it goes straight into the building. So those are all options if you're still hoping to um, to to give your offering as a part of your worship. And we just are really praying for you guys and we're praying that you're you're healthy, that you're feeling sane, that you're, you're finding ways to stay connected with your loved ones. Um, and that you're not just, you're, you're just really having a time of getting to just focus on the Lord and press into everything He's got for you. And I really just feel like God is calling us in, in this time um, to really call, draw close to Him and to, to find ways where we've maybe been leaning on other people to give us, you know, maybe this in, encounter with the Lord. Um, and instead, he's, he's saying, draw into me, come close to me in this time. I'm the only source, you know, I'm the real source of your comfort and your peace. And so I am just, that's what I've been praying for, for myself, for my family, for all of you, that we are finding ways and times that we're being really intentional during this time to connect with God and to really truly set our hearts on Him and find Him as the true source of all of our hope and our peace and our comfort in this time and always. So I just want to say welcome and we're going to move into a time of worship, but first I'm going to just pray. So Lord, I just thank you for this this technology that gives us a way to connect with our people, um, even when we're so far away, when we're distant from each other. Lord, I just thank you that you're doing a new thing in the earth, that there is nothing that will keep us from you. There's nothing that will keep you um, 
from reaching us with your love and from pouring that out over us in this time. I thank you, God, that you have abundantly more than enough for us, that we, we are not without. Even in this time of hardship and, and struggle, we are never without you and all that you have to offer us. And you've said, Lord, that we have access to, you, to your kingdom through your spirit. And so we just say thank you. Thank you and help us to see how we can tap into that. We just love you so much, God. We, we say thank you. Thank you for giving your son. Thank you for giving your son as a sacrifice for us that we would be able to come into right standing with you. And Lord, we just celebrate your resurrection, this resurrection from the dead that brings us life, eternal life, brings us close to you. Lord, would we live in that purpose, live in our, our actual um, purpose for being alive, the way that you made us, that we would live in that place to be in relationship with you. I mean, that's what all of this has been about. That is, that is why you sent your son, so that we could come and stand before you and be with you and draw near to you. And, and Lord, we don't want to forfeit our purpose of existing. We want to live in it. We want to grow in it. We want to shine in it. So we just ask, Lord, for you to reveal new ways to do that and to be a light in this in this dark time where we can just be um, be a comfort and an encouragement to others who are struggling with fear and anxiety in this time. We love you, God, and we thank you, and we celebrate your, your life, your death, and your resurrection today. In your son's name, amen.
Praise Community Church. Happy Resurrection Sunday. They used to always do in the New Testament church, they would always kind of do a greeting and it kind of revolved around the theme of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they would simply say, the Lord is risen. And the person would respond by saying, he is risen indeed. So I would say to you, he is risen. And so I just want to just uh, welcome you to this Easter a message, and I want to just uh, start by reading to you the Easter story, and I want to use John's version uh, there in chapter 20 of John's gospel, and beginning there in the first verse. And it says, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And Mary said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started off for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped in and looked and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciples who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that Jesus said that he must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where Jesus' body had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. But Mary didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? And she thought he was the gardener. And she said, Sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. And Jesus said to Mary, Don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. 
As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed Twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. And they told Thomas, We have seen the Lord. He is risen. But Thomas replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hand, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, Jesus said. And then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound of my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And Thomas exclaimed, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. I want you to notice that following the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion, the death of Jesus, everything in the lives of the disciples, the followers of Christ, suddenly just became upended. It was a time of great uncertainty. They were certainly not prepared for the events that took place. And everything that happened to Jesus kind of just breeded this sense of feeling anxious and fearful and confused. Suddenly, everything was just turned upside down. And that very first Easter found the followers of Jesus locked down, fearful and unsure of the future. And I'm sure among them, they're thinking, would things ever feel the same again? When will it be safe to go out again? How long will this go on? Sound familiar? Verse 19 says that that Sunday evening, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ had already taken place, says the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. In other words, a lockdown. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were afraid because they had seen what the Jewish leaders had done to Jesus. And again, look at where we're at today. We're facing a different kind of fear, concern, worry, anxiety that's keeping us in our homes. But the good news is, is none of that stopped Jesus from coming to them then, and nothing is going to keep Jesus from coming to us now. Interestingly, and what I really want to focus on this morning, is that first word that Jesus used as he appeared to the disciples. And he used that one word three times. It was the first word that he used when he opened his mouth, and that was the word peace. Shalom is the word peace in the Hebrew. You see there in chapter 20, verse 19, he appears to them for the first time and he says, peace be unto you or peace be with you. In verse 21, again, he says, peace be with you. 
couple of days later, again, the disciples are locked behind doors and Jesus appears to them. And this time Thomas is with them. And again, as before, the first words out of Jesus' mouth again to them is, peace be with you. As I have said to you earlier, a few videos ago, a couple of weeks ago, Janie and I have been doing readings out of the God's Word Bible. And one of the things that we've really been focusing on are just the different words, the different Hebrew titles uh, that are used for God. And one of those titles that is used for God is the title Yahweh Shalom. And again, that means the Lord is peace. And that word shalom, peace, is used about 400 times uh, in the Bible. And interestingly, the very, very first time we find that word shalom connected with the title Yahweh, the Lord is peace, is in Judges uh, chapter 6, verse 24. And interestingly, it kind of involves Gideon's call from God to defeat the Midianites. And I would just encourage you to go to Judges chapter 6 and you can read that on your own. And you'll discover the reason why God chooses to reveal himself to Gideon as Yahweh Shalom. Now that word Shalom, translated in our Bible as peace, in the Hebrew, it really means more than just the absence of outward conflict or to kind of have this state of inner calmness. Biblical peace or shalom in the Hebrew, it really means so much more than that. It really means wholeness, completeness, that it's a finished word. It's perfection health, prosperity, soundness, safety, contentment, and wellness. Shalom, that peace, comes from living in harmony with God. And the fruit of that harmony of living in God is that it allows us to also live in harmony with Him and to live in harmony with others. And that shalom that kind of manifests itself in our relationship with God, in our relationships with others, it manifests itself and the fruit of that is that it brings to us prosperity. And again, prosperity is simply that we are blessed to be a blessing. It's that sense of health, of healing, of contentment, of soundness, of wellness, of well-being. As I was thinking about this, I kind of thought back to the first time that I ever really experienced what I would call the shalom, the peace of God. I was probably in high school at the time, and I had gone to a summer camp, for a, a summer Bible camp. And I remember coming home after that week, and I remember just sitting outside one night. It was dark, and I was just kind of sitting outside all by myself. And I just remember feeling just a very strong, tangible sense of God's peace. Um, and, and I just remember just kind of being very strong and kind of just overwhelming. And, and I could just tell 
that it was the peace of God. And, and I'll allude to this a little later on in the message, but oftentimes, again, you'll know the peace of God because it just surpasses any understanding, any comprehension. You just know that it is the peace of God. Interestingly, as I was kind of working on this message, I kind of just, you know, really felt led to kind of read the story of the resurrection that I shared with you from John 20. And I was just, you know, kind of open and kind of seeing how God wanted to lead me in what I was going to share with you today. And so as I kind of read through the story I just shared with you from John 20, as I got done, I kind of really noticed that that word peace just kind of jumped out at me in that text. And I started kind of thinking about that. And I kind of remembered back on that devotion Janie and I had done on Shalom, on Yahweh Shalom. And I kind of kept thinking about that word. And so I kind of started working on the message and I kind of started developing this. And I'm still kind of just holding this really loosely before the Lord. Is this really the direction you're wanting me to go? And so as I'm working on this message. And, and again, I'm still kind of just, you know, trying to discern if this is where God's wanting me to go with this. I mean, as I'm working on this message, I get this email from somebody and I, I, I look at it and it is the first thing that jumps off to me uh, on the page of this email is what is in the subject title. And in these big, bold, uh, capitalized letter is this phrase, peace be unto you. And I'm, I'm like looking at that, um, and it didn't matter what the rest of the email said, but it's just that phrase just jumped out at me on this email, peace be unto you. And I just felt like it was God saying to me, yes, this is the direction. This is my message for the church today, peace, shalom. Now, I want to kind of come back to one of those words that are really uh, inferred in that word shalom, that word contentment. And as I kind of reflected and thought of that, I kind of came back to what Paul talked about um, in, I believe it's in Philippians 4. And, and Paul kind of says there, not that I was ever in need. And he makes a very interesting comment. He says, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. And he said, I know how to live on nothing. And he said, I know how to live with everything. He said, I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty stomach, with plenty or little. And he says, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that the secret that he learned, again, was contentment. And contentment, it is a fruit of shalom. Contentment, to be able to be content in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, it is a byproduct of peace. And we will never have contentment without peace. Now, it's interesting in the nation of Israel, both in Jesus' day and even in today's culture there, shalom is a common word that is used as both a greeting and as a farewell. So when you would 
come to somebody or, or meet somebody on the street, you would simply say, Shalom. As you're getting ready to part company, your, your final word to them would be, Shalom. And again, when you are saying and using that word shalom, whether it is in uh, Israel in the day of Jesus or in Israel today, you're not just simply saying hello or goodbye. In its deepest meaning, what you are expressing to that person when you use that word shalom is you are expressing the hope that the person you are greeting or saying farewell to may be well in every sense of the word. You're saying to them in shalom, you're saying, I hope you are fulfilled. I hope and pray you are satisfied, that you're prosperous, that you're content, that your body is full of health, that you are in harmony with God, harmony with others, harmony with yourself. No wonder Jesus started off that interaction there with the disciples as he met with them in his resurrected body by simply saying to them, peace, shalom, be with you. It's part of the fruit of resurrection. It's interesting, in many of Paul's letters, you'll find that Paul kind of starts off those letters by extending God's peace to people. His prayer in that letter, what he's saying is that he hopes this letter finds the reader whole, complete, that they are sound in body and mind, that they're healthy, that they're prosperous, that they're content, that they are in harmony with God and with others. And every time you and I run across that word peace, and again, it's in the Bible over 400 times. Every time you see the word peace in the Bible, that is its expressed desire. That word shalom, it really is a covenant word. And thereby, it is an expression of God's faithfulness, his relationship with his people. In other words, that word peace, shalom, wherever God is, peace, shalom, is also there in all of its fullness. So when you and I, when we pray to Yahweh, shalom, the God who is peace, we are praying to the greatest and truest source of all peace. Again, it's no coincidence that Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 9 that the coming Messiah would be called the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom. I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 4 beginning in verse 20. And he's talking about Abraham. And he said, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, Abraham's faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. Listen to this. It was recorded for our benefit as well. 
assuring us that like Abraham, God would also count us righteous if we believe in him, now get this, the one who raised Jesus Christ our Lord from the dead. Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life. Resurrection, which is what we celebrate today. And he was resurrected to make you and I right with God. And Paul says, therefore, and again, that word therefore, it's, it's connecting what he's about to say with what he just said. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace, shalom, with God because of what Christ Jesus our Lord has done for us. So right there in the scripture, Paul links peace, shalom with God, to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Paul said, among other things, we now have peace, shalom, prosperity, health, healing, wellness, soundness, harmony, unity with God, harmony, unity with one another through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, he says to us in John 14, 27, peace, shalom, I leave with you. My shalom I give to you. And Jesus said, not as the world gives, do I give to you. And he says, this peace I give to you, my shalom, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 7, and he says, and let the shalom, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, he said, that peace, that shalom of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We are at a time in the history of the world where there probably has never been a greater need for God's peace, for God's shalom in our lives or in the world than right now. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the source of that peace, that shalom. And we can have that in any and every situation and circumstance we will ever face in this life. Maybe this resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday, maybe you kind of find yourself right now kind of locked away, fearful and anxious. Maybe there's just a lot of questions in your heart and your mind. And you're kind of asking yourself, and you're saying, when will this ever end? God would simply say to you, Jesus would simply say to you, shalom, peace be with you. What will happen to me if I or my loved one get this virus? Shalom, peace be with you. How am I going to pay my bills? Shalom, peace be with you. Am I going to run out of food? Shalom. Peace be with you. Will I lose my job? Again, God would say, Shalom. Peace 
be with you. Will I ever be able to buy toilet paper again? Shalom, peace be with you. Whatever questions, whatever fears, anxieties, difficulties are with us now or are going to be with us in the future, God gives us now and he gives us always his shalom. And it is a shalom, it is a peace that passes all understanding. And that peace, God's shalom, is ours in part because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And God's shalom is designed for the very purpose of guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. It is to bring you and I in and to keep us in perfect peace, perfect health, perfect wholeness, perfect unity, perfect righteousness. So he is risen. He is risen indeed. I want to just close with this blessing that comes to us from Romans chapter 15, verse 13, and this is in the Passion Translation. Now may God, the inspiration and foundation of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace, perfect shalom, as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Amen and amen.